Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. The under-20s made history today and now it's all in their hands, almost, to make it to the semi-finals. We'll have a look over today's incredible game and Eddie is on hand to explain how the tournament really works. Big day for Italy. Big day for Italy. For everyone who's for everyone Big listening. For Georgia. All right, what are you doing? That's not what this podcast is about. They nailed Argentina. Right, but Merrick was giving a nice little intro there, and you just shut him up. Well, it's a historic was... day for them. They beat Argentina 20-0. I'm sorry, what is this podcast about? They have never beaten South Africa at under-20 level, and you're here to talk about Georgia. It's ninny. Well, but the thing is, if Georgia win their next game well, you know, they, 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 they go through to big things. Okay, and I'm sure on the, the national drink of Georgia, I don't know, whatever they eat and scrums, they'll talk about that. But that's not what we're here to do. What's the do national they, food of Georgia? What is that? Or national drink of Georgia? Do they drink they do wine in Georgia? Red wine. Yeah. They do, but what's the national Like food? Merlot. Merlot National and drink of Georgia. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Chaska is a grape cultivation and wine production that's resulted in the development of cha-cha, not to be confused with the popular cha-cha-cha-cha dance from the Republic of Cuba. You mean the cha-cha? How many cha-cha have you put in the cha-cha? Anyway, the point is, it's all come down to this, as Theoden would say, because... Next week, Georgia play Italy, and the winner of that goes on to great, great things because... Shall we give a little bit of context to people who have just started this episode and you've just cut us off while me and Coach were giving a little intro? Sure, no, sorry, forgive me. Yeah, okay. It's a very momentous day for Italy. Three new astronauts have been released into space today, and they're all Italian on Virgin Galactic, so well done to them. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Round of applause. Yeah. Wait, but But are there actually astronauts? Three Italian astronauts. Yeah, the three That's Italian really astronauts today on Virgin's galactic commercial flight. Well, for what it's worth, we do the best of everything and people would never think that we have a ton of astronauts. One of them, I think the main female astronaut is told Italian. The listeners why today is a big deal. Oh, yes. Well, it's the big South Africa. For the first time in under 20s history. And not even like they came close. They've not come anywhere near beating South Africa before. And today, you could just feel it in that muddy, sogging, rainy pitch that it was In 2009, Italy lost to South Africa by 62 points in the World Championship. In 2012, they lost by 49. In 2015, they lost by 28. But in 2023, Italy beat the baby box by eight points and scored a four-try bonus point as well. And if that's not cause for spritzing, I don't know what is. And two of those tries were scored by our friend from our last episode, Marcus Gallerini, who told us he likes the rain, and by God did he get it. But if you haven't listened to that, be sure to go back and listen to our chat with the wonderful Marcus Gallerini. I was so happy for him, and the pundits were having a great time commenting on him. He came on at the beginning of the second half, and his crisp white shirt with filthy within a second and then they kept panning to his face and he was just having the best time ever 
completely covered in mud, covered in mud to the point that I was like, how can he even see out of his eyes? Like his eyes are covered in mud. But he looked like the happiest person in the world. He looked like he was in heaven. He did. And all the old rugby guard would have watched that with a sense of nostalgia because that pitch was completely unsuitable for a top flight game of rugby because it's been pissing it down from the start of the day and they played three games on the same pitch. So that pitch had to withstand Ireland, Australia, then New Zealand getting beaten by France and then Italy, South Africa. All of those quite physical games. I couldn't believe it at the time. I kept saying, I don't, I mean, I don't know how, I've, I've never watched a game like this before in my life. I've never seen a professional game of rugby on a pitch that is so sodden that, you know, I mean, it, Eddie said it never, worked. You've never Italy's watched a favorite. game in Hull? I've never been to Hull. Or Yorkshire? I've, I was in Yorkshire, you dickhead. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, is it though? Didn't you live in Yorkshire for quite a few years? Yeah, yeah. We yeah and we played in Yorkshire League and we used to play against Hull a lot, both of them. The posh one and the posh one. Yeah, that's right. I didn't realise they were in Yorkshire. But it was in the Yorkshire League. It's a good thing we report on Italian rugby because that's appalling. <laughs> so Italy beat South Africa for the first time at under 20 level. Not only did they do that, they did it at a World Cup that was being hosted in South Africa, all right? This is clearly massive, massive news. I mean, let's be honest, who gave them a look-in before this game? Obviously, you know, we didn't comment on the previous game, which was the Argentina game, which ended, well, it was sad. It was sad because Destiny got a red card. That was probably a red card. What makes me quite angry about that is that he's been banned for four weeks, which just feels deeply cruel in a sort of rugby incident at an under 20s level like I get that it was a red card but you can ban him for a week like make, make him miss a game but you're not cutting someone out of their agree with that because I think yeah I there's no arguments really if it's a red card for anyone that hasn't seen it it was basically a chop tackle and the player flew up and down and landed quite badly. Destiny was saying he did use his arm. But the point was, it wasn't a malicious tackle. And to ban yeah. someone for four weeks and take them out of the tournament, I think it's overkill when it's age-grade rugby. Yeah, exactly. So, you know... Destiny was... probably will go on to professional rugby, but you've got to remember, at under 20 level, most of them don't. Yeah. Most of them, this is it. This, they'll be in the pub or doing podcasts on a foreign nation, and they will be telling people how they used to play international age-grade rugby. And it'd be very sad. Those people are sad. And then they hide on the floor, charging their (laughs) laptop, talking about people that they could have fathered. Eddie was commenting, watching, what was it, Japan where? No, who was Japan playing today? He was like, I played against them at under-19. We're going to save that, though. We're going to save me talking about my, my great playing experience. For when we talk to one of our future guests. So yeah, so so unfortunately, they were playing really well against Argentina. It was all to play for. And then they got this red card. And at the end of the day, that just dictated the rest of the game. Because, you know, if you get a red card at age group rugby 20 minutes in, I can't imagine they spent a lot of time planning for like, what do we do if we've lost a front row in the first 20 minutes? So that was tough to swallow. But then they came back today and... I was, you know, really looking forward to the game, not expecting anything. But World Rugby released a nice little video of Odise giving another one of his power power speeches, I'm going to call them. I, I'm, start, I'm thinking of starting a hashtag Odise for president because he just inspires me so much. I want him just like to get me up in the morning and force me to go for that run that I'm not going on. 
I want him to be there when I've had enough of life to just be like, no, hunker down, get on with it. He's so inspiring. And then they showed up to this sodden mud. I'm not even going to call it a pitch. It was just, it was just a big, fat, muddy puddle. And they busted their asses. And everything they took, every penalty they won, every turnover they got, they celebrated. And he led the charge. He was their captain. Odiasi for president, guys. I stand by it. I agree. Yeah, that speech is fantastic. Career in politics ahead of him as well. Because, you know, rugby is short-lived. By the time he's 35, he'll be done. So he can then move on to President Isley. That would be great. But also I thought Quattrini, who is the overall captain, that is a captain's performance sometimes when, you, when you're not starting to let someone else take the captaincy. Mm-hmm. And then he came on and he didn't put a toe wrong. His lineouts was superb. His scrummaging was excellent. You know, and, and that shows a, a sort of a, a humility in a captain, a seriousness so that you're a team player. He came on, he absolutely bossed it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And he came on and in no way took over, even sort of marginally, the role of captain. He was very much there on on the sort of receiving end of any of David's kind of shouts and chants and, and instructions. I to add in, and I'm, I'm looking and I can't find the player's name, so I look like an idiot. But I will, I just want to say that South Africa scored a wonder try his name was marcus I, and i feel like it would be unfair not to mention that because we've told you what the pitch was like and this he was playing number 12 i think yeah italy mauling rucking it was a driving mall it went down sort of five meters out from the south african try line and this guy get it got it and he went the pitch and he wasn't on his own he i mean it wasn't a clear run he stepped about three people on the way Italy had covering defenders and this guy basically running in quicksand was like grease lightning. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, He did them all. He made them all look like dickheads. And then you sort of sit there and you're like, oh my God, you're such a dickhead for being stepped like that. But then you just think, no, sometimes you've just got to give credit to the attacker. And he but was... then they gave away a try, which was a dickhead try, where the South African hooker picked and went and they didn't have their guards in properly. And... Then it was like, okay, here we go. Here we go again. The tide is turning. You were 17 nil up and you're going to lose. But no, Italy kept their heads completely screwed on. And from that point, they just squeezed South Africa out of the game. Let me say that again, because how odd does it is it to hear that or say that? They squeezed the South African pack out of the game. Every, every scrum was a penalty. The mauls towards the end of that game, were faster than I could ever run. They were running malls. They were charging down the pitch. Like, that doesn't happen. They were incredible. And Marcus, again, stepped up. He was incredible. Great, great, great game. I was buzzing. I couldn't believe it. I'm still a little bit in shock. I think everyone is. There's been some great uh, commenting on the socials. If nobody's seen, have a look at Ichoni, who's commented under the Ital Rugby announcement of the score. Great. He gets told off by the Italy comms manager for swearing. He basically says, all this, all those hours we spent in comms training, and you've just gone and dropped yeah. them in a blink of an eye. I think it's translated as, if you're going to translate it into English, I think it was right in the face of the dick. Let's go with that. Yeah, the comms guy was, I think, I think he was joking. I think he enjoyed it. Anyway, great game. And now, yeah, it's all to play for against Georgia. I'm excited. I think, you know. So how did Georgia get on today? They nilled 
Argentina goat, don't you remember? Right. Eddie wanted to Eddie wanted to dedicate the podcast to it. The Cha-Cha and Scrum podcast. Someone in Georgia is commenting on it, and it's not us. But yes, they did nil Argentina, which, I mean, I, we didn't watch the game, so we don't know. Maybe Argentina got a red card. Who knows? That's, I mean, it's a shocking result. So very interesting indeed. So you need to go out and, and smash them, basically. Is that That's right, it. Well, The thing is, when it's kind of in their, in their hands, Argentina are going to be playing South Africa. If one of them takes five points from that game, I think it comes down to points difference. I can't find it really online. There's no format for this, which is easy to read online. There you go. It's all in their hands. And I can't wait for next Tuesday, 10 a.m. Exactly. In other news, the Challenge Cup came out with the Benetton and Zebra draw. Zebra have got a very good group. They've got Poe, Benax, Dragons, Celsius Sharks, and an invitee team. So from that, you'd think that they could target the Dragons, Poe, Benax, who have recently been promoted to the top 14th, and whoever the invited team is, who may be Georgian or Romanian, we don't know. Benetton have got Newcastle Falcons, Montpellier, Perpignan, the Emirates Lions, and Ospreys. Now that's very interesting. If they get the right combination between home and away games, I think Benetton could do really well there. If they get the weaker sides on the road and the stronger sides at home, they stand a fighting chance of beating everyone. If they get the weaker sides at home and the better sides on the road, they stand a good chance of obviously winning their home matches, but they may well struggle against Montpellier on the road and the Emirates Lions on the road. Unless the Emirates Lions are based out of Parma, like they've done previously with European games sometimes. So there you are, the Challenge Cup. Fixtures to be announced and it's quite exciting who the invited teams are. It hasn't been announced yet, which I'm surprised by because you'd think they'd have it confirmed by now. Yeah, who are they going to... I mean, why do we know, like, who they're choosing between? Like, what this pool is or... No, nope, we... we know nothing. And finally, my last bit of knowledge that I want to impart on you, which I don't think you know and Coach doesn't know, but I think this is really fun. Mm-hmm. Tommaso Bonnie, the former know. Zebra Centre has been announced in the USA squad leading up to the World Cup. I did. I just saw that before starting the recording tonight. And I think fucking good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Because he's not getting picked by Isil anymore. He's done his service. Everyone likes him. And, you know, rugby careers are short and squeeze all the fun and enjoyment you can get out of it. And if he's going to be a USA Eagle in the World Cup, you know, how fun. Can you think of it? Like, what a fun thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Why not? As you say, he's not getting picked for Italy. So, I mean, I, I'm surprised, which means that what? He's not been picked for the last like three or four years? Cause yeah, he no, he hasn't not... played. Oh, wow. He was injured for a long time as well. Who knew he was American? Who knew? No, good for him. Did you see Tito Tobaldi posted on Instagram the other day being like, that's it, hanging up my boots from international duty. And I was like, I am a huge Tito fan. Yeah, I wouldn't say that too, too fast, Tito, because I still think he's one of the best scrum halves around. Yeah, I think he's great. But he was like, hanging my boots up from international duty. And Eddie and I were like, oh, but you haven't really been... I mean, don't think you were on the cusp of being picked. So it was all a bit funny. But my on the other hand... still breaks for that try he scored against Australia where they said it was offside and he fucking wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Great, great scrum half. He was so much fun to watch. Anyway, well done to Mosponi. All very good. So yeah, let's wrap this up. Obviously, the Under-26 Nations is still going, but in once that finishes, guys, the final thing we should comment on is that the World Cup is starting. 
the actual world, the, the big boy World Cup. And in the run-up to that, Italy have announced their final warm-up games, one against Romania and one against Japan, inside the walls of Treviso, 26th of August. They're also playing Scotland and Dublin away. Uh, Scotland and Ireland, respectively, in Scotland and Ireland away. But yes, games at home, Japan versus Italy in Treviso and Italy versus Romania in somewhere in eastern Italy. Yeah, I don't know exactly where it is. Tiny little seaside town. Probably going not to the tiny. Japan game. Yes, we we'll, are going to the Japan game. I'll be at the Japan game. We shall be there. <laughs> we shall be there. We shall be we're, in attendance. We're very excited. We've already booked our accommodation. We are that keen. The tickets haven't even been released and we've well, booked they were our meant accommodation. To be released. They were meant to be released on the 28th, but... They've it's delayed been, it a week. This has been delayed because that's how things work. I don't know. Do a dramatic effect. Yeah. Do you think it's the fear that have delayed them or ticket one who have delayed them? Who knows? It's just Italian bureaucracy for you. But we will be there. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Fun to go to Trezor in the summer. So we'll see what that's about. Can't wait. Can't wait. So yes, well done, baby Italy team. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for Marcos. What a game he had. I mean, it was anyone's to play for in terms of Man of the Match. We thought Odiasse could have got it. I thought Odiasse would get it because I thought he captained so well. But then, you know, Marcos Gallerini getting two tries, that's sort of up there. It must be up there. But Casilio, scrum half, played a blinder of a game because he managed to, you know, not an easy job under those conditions. He managed to guide eight massive forwards with mud in their eyes and keep them pointing in the right direction. What a talented scrum half. Sometimes that's the job. The fuck it is. Hey, what? You should have seen how white the shirts of the wings were. That's because that's we never got tackled, mate. Well, if it gets past, can't pass, won't pass. That's anyway. True. That was your nickname? No, that's what they... Centres, 12, oh, 13, can't, won't pass. Coach's nickname. Fine. Right. Got to go. I'm up at five. Are we doing... We're not doing a what made Coach Mad? No? Fine. No time. No. It's more editing. Okay, I'll add, fine. You know what? I might oh, add what made Coach in. Mad? I might add yeah, let's add one in. No, no. In retrospect, it, what made him mad is the editing he's going to have to do. That's going to be really fun. Great. Well, thank you for listening, guys. This is a bit of a rushed 11 p.m podcast um yeah we'll be we'll we'll be in touch be in touch arrivederci ciao grazie tanto ciao ciao a tutti